0: What an awesome, incredible, amazing God we serve. We do. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning, those who are joining online. I am so excited because over the next five weeks, we're going to talk about staying positive staying positive for a number of months now your pastor has been very burdened by the different aspects that's happening in the world in our nation in the church as well as just in my own personal life and I'm telling you it can get overwhelming I see some of you shaking your heads do I need to remind you that the conflict in Ukraine is not over but it seems as if it's on the back burner and we just have kind of forgotten about it but it hurts and the events of this week has only once again made known to us how polarized how divided our nation is. And I just find it disturbing, troubling. I find people kind of like, oh, well, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, the event should put us on our knees crying out for the lost who need Jesus. Oh, well. Can't turn on the news anymore without hearing another mass shooting. The inflation rate, 8.6, the highest it's been in 41 years. But 41 years ago, people were getting 16% on their certificate of deposits. And we're still in, what getting, I don't even know if we're up to a percent yet. which affects the economy. Last Saturday, we, were gro- we walked out of ShopRite with four bags of groceries, 80 bucks. $20 a bag. And it seemed like two weeks ago, we walked out with eight bags for 80 bucks. Families are being attacked, as well as marriages Pastor, I thought this was on stay positive. Don't we? We're going to get there. I'm just setting it up for you. And it's hard to watch people struggle with health issues, entering a new season of life where they're no longer able to be worshiped with us, but now have to go into a care facility. And on and on, I could go. And it's so easy for me to fall into the negativity, the fear, and the anxiety that so many others fall into. And let me, let me just be transparent. I find myself getting easily agitated... frustrated, not having the patience that I wish I had, I find myself getting so easily discouraged in all that's taking place. Thus, a series on Stay positive. And you may be saying, Hey, well, what are you doing about it? I'm glad you asked. What am I doing about it? In my prayer time, in my devotion time, over this past month, I have really, really, really asked God, God, you got to help me. Help me to see the good. In the midst of the bad. Help me to have. A better attitude of faith. Over the fear and the anxiety. That this world just. Presses in upon us. During my devotion time. In my worship time. Over this past month. I, I've just been once again. In that worship time. Viewing God sitting on his throne, that he's still at work, that he's in all of this. He is with me. He is before me. He hasn't left us. And God can truly make a way amidst all the affairs that are taking place That we're so burdened with. You got to stay positive. Because I have learned throughout the years. That a negative outlook never leads to a positive life. And to me all these were like warning signs. Flashing on the dashboard of my, my car. Attitude check. Perspective check, faith check. Boom, boom, boom. There's a story in the Old Testament, a historical event, that when I feel like I have been feeling, I always remind myself of. And it's in Exodus chapter 14. It's the story of when the Israelites were led out of captivity from Egypt. Remember? Finally, Moses let God's people go. And what was God doing? God was leading them where? To the land he had promised. He was leading them to his favor. But this is what I'm reminded of. Just as they were set free, almost immediately, they were faced with a huge hurdle. A huge adversity. They come to the edge of the Red Sea. They set up camp. Now let me remind you of something. We read that it was at this time that God gave them a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to lead them. So they were being led by God. As they camped on the edge of the Red Sea, they were smack dab in the middle of God's perfect will for them. That's where God directed them. And as they set up camp, right smack dab in the middle of God's will, they hear some noise behind them. They turn around and there The enemy, those who let them go, changed their mind and the Egyptian army is coming to get them. They look to the left, they look to the right, and it's all hill terrain. Literally, there's no place to run. There's no place to hide. They were between a rock and a rock. And a hard place. They were in a situation where there was no way out. And the enemy was pursuing them. Yet, they were right where God wanted them to be. You see, what happens so many times is that when we get in a hard place, when we get in a Red Sea situation, when we get locked in, when we feel trapped... We start to think, maybe God doesn't love me. Maybe God doesn't care about me. And we even get sometimes to the point where maybe God's just angry with me. Why is this all happening? Listen, I've realized that when you're in a place where there's no escape, you feel trapped. The quality of your life will never exceed the quality of your thoughts. The quality of your life will never exceed the quality of your thoughts. It's, it's Proverbs. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Proverbs 23, verse 7. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So, so when you're facing adversity, when you're in a Red Sea situation... Where there's a place you want to run and hide and there's no way to escape. When, when, when the enemy is closing in on your back, how do you stay positive? First, we see in this passage of scripture, you have to recognize God's purpose. God has a purpose. As I read, study and in communion with God, over these years I have learned that God is sovereign. He's in control of everything. The events of our lives just don't happen by Happenstance. Either God ordered them or He allowed them. Here, God ordered the Israelites to this place. When you read about Job, God allowed the enemy to attack Job. So either God leads or He allows. He permits. But you can never lose sight that behind it all, God had a purpose for bringing the children of Israel to that spot. God has a purpose for your Red Sea situation. God has a purpose for the travesties you are facing this morning. And through those things, God usually accomplishes two things. Here's the two things I realize God wants to accomplish. Through those Red Sea experiences, through the adversities, through through those times where you, you feel like you're in a rock and a hard place, through this time of just feeling so overburdened, God draws you closer to him so that you can trust him completely. Because when you get in a place where there's nowhere to go, you have no other thing to do but then to trust. And God will get you in a place where he wants your complete trust. And the other thing he does is he uses this to show his glory to others And when I say "Show his glories to others," I mean, he shows His presence to others. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though it was shorter. for God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around the desert road towards the Red Sea. God doesn't always give us the shortcuts. Even though there was a way that was shorter, God didn't give them the... We always want the shortcuts. But he led them around the desert towards the Red Sea. He had a purpose. And what was that purpose? So the people would completely and trustly, and also... And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. But I what? What does God? God says, I will gain glory for myself. I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh, and all his army and the Egyptians will know that I am God. Through our adversities, through our Red Sea situations, God uses them to bring his presence and make it known to others. That's what he does. And when he says, I will gain glory, God knew what was going to take place. God knew what was in store. God knew the beginning by, from the end. So don't ever think whatever you're going through takes God by surprise because he's already known. Now, during a Red Sea experience, I'm thankful That there's a high priest, as Hebrews chapter 4 says, who's not unable to sympathize with us. But we have a high priest who is able to sympathize. He knows, God knows when your faith is being tried. God knows the pain and the stress you're feeling. God knows those times where you just want to throw in the towel and give up. God knows those hours in the wee hours of the early morning that you're awake and you're just wondering how all this is going to work out. God knows. God sees the tears that are shed that nobody else sees. We have a high priest who is able to sympathize with us. That during these times, he sees and he knows and he, and he identifies as, as our trust is completely in him. As we're drawn closer to him. But also let us remind ourselves that weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. This is only for a season. This is only temporary. This too shall pass. You may be in the midnight hour of your trial right now, but I'm telling you there's a new day that's dawning ahead. He will bring you through. Because he can take whatever and turn it for good. Along with recognizing God's purpose, you have to hold on. You can't let go. You have to retain God's perspective. Now, this is what happens when we get in a difficult time. When we're faced with a Red Sea situation, when we feel trapped, when we're in between a rock and a hard place, and there seems to be no way out, the first thing we do is we start to lose perspective. That God's mad. He doesn't love me. He's not concerned. If he were, I wouldn't be in this situation Wasn't this the Israelites? They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt? Come on. Is is it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out to the desert to die? They lost total perspective. Now, what I find so amazing... Is how soon we forget God's provisions. Because isn't it just a couple chapters before we read how the Israelites sacrificed the lamb and sprinkled the blood on the door mantle and the doorposts when the death angel passed over? All their firstborns were spared, but those who did not have the blood sprinkled on the doorpost, all the firstborns were killed. And in the morning, all the women throughout Egypt were crying for the death of their firstborn who had died. Yet God provided for his by the blood of the Lamb. Come on, they had just witness. They had just experienced the power and the care of God over them. But like us, one moment God does a miracle, the next moment some tragedy, some adversity comes to our life and we think God is just mad and angry and doesn't care with us anymore. And we lose perspective. Wouldn't it have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert? Well, number one, they weren't going to die. God had other plans. But here's what happens. Their perspective becomes reality, and the reality sounds good. Hey, given the choice, we'd rather be alive in Egypt because we're going to die out here. They're coming, but they weren't going to die. But in the adversities of life, in those places where we feel trapped and there's no way out, we lose perspective of the plan God has for us. For I know the plans I declare for you, the Lord's plans to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Don't lose sight of God's perspective for you in the midst of your adversities. They thought they were going to die. But if the truth was to be known, the Egyptians, they didn't want to kill them. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their mind and said, What have we done? We have let the Israelites go and lost their service. Go get them so they can be of service to him. The Israelites think they're going to die and the Egyptian Jews are coming to take them back for their service. Boy, how easy it is to lose perspective. Which brings me to my third point of what we need to do to stay positive. Recognize God has a a purpose, a plan for your life. That maybe he brought you to this season. Or he has allowed this season for a reason. And don't lose perspective that he doesn't love you or care or you've made him mad or he's punishing you. Don't lose perspective. And keep on singing, standing on the promises of God. If there's ever a moment when you're facing a Red Sea situation, man, if there's ever a moment you need to rely on the promises of God. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians, you see today you will never see. the egyptians you see today you will never see again once again showing the sovereignty of god god knew what was going to take place before it even took place god knew those egyptians that were pursuing them those israelites would never see them again because they would be covered up in the red sea the lord will fight for you You only need to be still. You only need to trust. You only need to believe. You only need to have faith. And then I love what the Lord says to Moses next. I love this. Why are you crying out to me? Stop already. Come on, it's time to move on. Take the staff in your hand. Stretch your hands out over the Red Sea. Sometimes we make matters worse because we keep crying and God says, enough, it's time to move on. Yeah, but but don't you like it when you feel sorry for yourself and all the attention you get and, An angel of God who had been traveling in front of the Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood between them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness on one side and light to the other side, so neither went near one another. You know what we need? We need to intervene and ask God to come between us and our enemy. And here's the enemy pursuing and all of a sudden God intervenes and it's dark and they can't move anymore. But the cloud that gave darkness gave the light for the Israelites to make movement. God fights our battles. And this verse reminded me of, of one of my favorite verses in Isaiah fifty two twelve. The Lord goes before you. The God of Israel is your rear guard. Not only does God go before us, but he's got your back. He's your rear guard. Then Moses... ...stretched out his hand over the sea. And all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind... ...and turned it into dry land. And the waters were divided. And the Israelites through on the sea on dry ground... ...with walls of water on their right and on their left. As their enemy was in darkness, the Israelites were in light... ...seeing the miracle, seeing the providence... ...seeing the hand of God, allowing them a way of escape... When there seemed to be no way. Pastor Bonnie, you can come. Heather came home as she's ending the school year. And she told me how she she has a file like I do of correspondence of notes that kids had written her. And she was just reading through all these notes the kids had written her. So... This week, I said, Hey, man, I haven't looked at that file in a while. So I, I opened my file. I'm just looking at cards and encouraging notes that people sent me over the years. And I came to this card. <laughs> and awesome. 2007, Marie Collins sent me a little encouraging note. And when I saw that, I said, You know, That's just an early reminder that God is always with us, preparing us for future events. And that picture is is just a... Yeah, Marie, I see you wiping your eyes back there, man. We miss Marie so much, don't we? It's just a little reminder that In the diversities of life, when you think there's no way out, this picture is just a reminder that you have faith as a child. He always provides a way. God had great things in store for the Israelites, and all they had to do was trust Him. God has great things in store for us. And all we need to do is trust Him. He doesn't want you to die in the wilderness. He doesn't want you to go back to your old life of sin and bondage. He doesn't want what's second best. He doesn't want you to run from the crises. He wants you to face that crisis with the courage and conviction that God will see you through. Paul puts it this way For I am convinced. King James says, I am persuaded. In the original language, it's in the passive voice. The passive voice which means believe. I believe. More than just persuaded. More than just convinced. I have this firm belief that neither death nor life, nor angels or demons, nor present nor future, nor any powers, no matter what powers out there exist, neither height nor depth nor any else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What does that say to me? No matter where I go, God is there. No matter what I do, He still loves me. No matter what happens to me, God is always for me. Recognize God's purpose. Hold on. Retain. Don't let go of His perspective. He loves you. Make sure you keep relying on His promises. Because staying positive gives you an unwavering expectation that our loving God is always working in every situation for our future good. For the good of our future. God is always working. This week I was reading a passage of scripture in Luke where Jesus prays for Simon I love that where Jesus says Simon I have prayed for you I have prayed that your faith would be strong I have prayed that your faith may not fail. And when you come through. Listen. You will get through. But sometimes you need to be encouraged. Through the prayers of others. Hey you Can we stand you're, you're here this morning. I, I just want to do this before we close. Maybe you're facing discouragement. Maybe you're in the midnight hour of an adversity. Maybe you're in a red sea situation where you just feel trapped. There's no way out and you, you just need to keep trusting for God to make a way. But I'm telling you what's gotten me through a lot of times is the prayer of others. Prayer of others, man, knowing you're not alone. I'm telling you, there's something happens when the Spirit moves upon your heart and, and you just feel like, maybe you've never done it before, but maybe you need to make a trip to this altar. Humble yourself that others see, recognize, And we'll pray for you. As we sing this chorus, God will make a way. Man, if you just want us to pray for you this morning, could you just make your way forward? No judgment here. No better place to be than the family of God praying for you.